Well, we're back again in the box, Elliot, for Absolutely. another episode of our um, podcast here. And we got a great, great team of folks that we're going to be talking to today. We do. Um, and and I, if you don't mind talking about this lateral transfer, yes. what I call it. Absolutely. It's a lateral transfer officer program. We have both in-state and out-of-state. Okay. And today we have uh, two people, two officers or two department members who were in-state, as well as our captain of training, uh, who was there when we restarted our lateral program. It's okay. also responsible for the uh, DCJS certified training for lateral program. Now, how long have we been going out of state, bringing in folks in? Um, the out of state, this is the second time we've done it. We okay. did it the first time, and then we stopped the lateral program for a while. Okay. And when Captain Respire was the uh, division commander for the training, uh, training and personnel at the time, um, now it's two different divisions, but um, it was restarted and uh, reinvigorated, and it has served the department really well. Okay, cool. You want to do some of our... our sure. Well, let's just start right here with uh, Captain Respire. We'll go around the table, um, and she can introduce herself and tell us how long she's been here and where she's currently working at now. Hello, everyone, and um, I certainly appreciate you guys having me on today. And my name is Andrea Reesmeyer. I'm the captain currently assigned to the training division. I've been with the department for a little over 21 years, and uh, I've been at the training division now. This is my second time there, but I've been there about two years. Okay, good. That's... Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Frank Carpenter. I'm the major of the Investigations Bureau. I've been with the department uh, approximately 20 years, uh, soon to be 21 in January, and I'm currently assigned to investigations and... Okay. That's good. All right. Good. Hello, everyone. Uh, Casey Willis. I'm actually from uh, Virginia Beach. I'll be uh, coming up on a year Love with beach. the uh, with old Chesterfield. Looking forward to it. It's been great so far, and... Uh, about to finish my FTO phase and get cut loose. <laughs> so Officer Willis is one of our last lateral officer transfers um, to us, and Major Carpenter was one of the first, first. or in the first, the first class. The first, first class. class. So we have a wide spectrum here of, of 19 years between the two of them, and um, like we said, it's been working out really well. When you transfer from your previous departments, how has Chesterfield been? Did it meet your expectations? Is it... Um, and I know you've been here a short while, but at least your experience has been some on the road and as well as uh, in the training curriculum. How was how was that for you? Yes. Oh, it's been great. Uh, Chesterfield's been a smooth process for me. Um, first, we start off, I was in the handover process, and I met Detective uh, Yant, and he had it sold from once I met him. I met him, and I thought he was like a colonel of the Marine Corps. I, that dude squared away. Um <laughs> But at the whole process with the academy, it's been smooth. Everyone's helped me out with the whole family, the moving process. And uh, with the training aspect, it's been great. Everyone's been, you know, cooperative and you know, trying to assist me as much as they can. Um, but I so far, it's been great. So, so if you say walking you through the process, is that the application? Uh, you fill it out online as well as, as a uh, person that's going through the regular process. Do mm -hmm. you do the same process as that? Correct. Yeah, it's just like applying for, like a, if you aren't a police officer yet, I do the same background. You apply online, do the background investigation, um, and then the oral board, and everything stays the same when it comes to that. Okay. One of the big differences between when Major Carpenter came in the lateral program to when Elsa Willis came in the program is the pay. Right. So now um, we take a look at the person's, the lateral officer's 
training, years of experience, military experience, yep. college education, as well as other DCJS-related training or relevant training mm-hmm. through the law enforcement. Um, was that a pretty easy process for you? I mean, it was explained up front, and you submitted the documentation? Absolutely. I submitted my app, like, documentation of, like, all the certifications I've been through, times on the street and all that, and uh, believe it or not, Shutchville was a pay bump for me. So it was a... Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, and they were very transparent with it all, so it was a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your family coming down and, and, and being part of the process, learning the area, was that, was that a, a, a plus for you as well? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even heard of Chester, I never even heard of Chesterfield until uh, I saw a billboard. And then I oh, went, wow. to the, went to the social media, the typical millennial I am, and uh, <laughs> saw a few things. And uh, I saw it was very, the department as a whole is definitely uh, family-oriented. And my wife was all aboard, and oh, wow. I brought her up here, and she saw the area, and now we're just living the dream. We love it. You're good. Now, Major Carpenter, how was your experience? And this was different. It was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. This is Elliot. different. <laughs> 20 years ago, wow. uh, when I first 20. entered the lateral program, mm-hmm. um, it was brand new. There wasn't a whole lot of, um, uh, I guess, processes in place. Mm-hmm. They were trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do. And, of course, this was the first time that the department had even – considered uh, bringing someone from outside in. So we went through an abbreviated academy as well. Uh, the process was very much the same as far as filling out the paperwork and getting spun up. Uh, what I really appreciated was once we were able to uh, get involved in the process and finish up the academy, the FDO process was really good. So you have something to look forward to mm-hmm. because the guys and girls embrace, embraced the fact that you had the experience mm-hmm. and they were willing to uh, kind of share the, 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 the actual business behind the scenes uh, with you while you're out on the road. And uh, one of the benefits that now the, the new pre-certs have that I didn't have was I got a half a year's credit for every year. You guys get a year for year. year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, there was no additional pay and bump and so on. So the department is constantly reevaluating yes. itself and constantly making improvements to make it better for the next man, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I appreciate that. That's good. good. So for our listeners who don't know or haven't picked up on it yet, our lateral officers basically means these are men and women who have been certified in other criminal justice agencies throughout Virginia and now the nation, uh, and they come to us. Um, there are state standards they have to meet. They have to have worked in their most recent department for one year if they're in-state and five years if they're out-of-state. One of the biggest tasks in, in training officers is meeting the DCGS requirements, the right. Department of Criminal Justice requirements. And that's where Captain Respire comes in as a training academy um, administrator. Um, can you explain a little bit about the differences between the basic academy for those who don't have any experience as opposed to those people who come to us with experience as lateral officers? Sure. Uh, our basic academy is 100% paramilitary. Um, so it is exactly what you think it is. Um, when you see um, our videos that we post online of the first day, you know, where you're standing in formation and uh, there's, it's a very drill instructor-esque type environment. Um, and there's a purpose to that. For the basic recruits who have not been exposed to the police field and the law enforcement career, um, we have to make sure that they um, can endure stress because obviously policing is, is a stressful job and we have to kind of force that in a safe environment through the paramilitary structure. Um, so uh, people that have no police experience, they will go through that that 
basic police academy, and it's about 32 weeks long. Um, and it is very challenging mentally and physically. Now, for our lateral transfer officers, um, as Major Carpenter said earlier, we are constantly seeking to improve upon what we are doing. And what we did a few years ago is, is take a hard look at our training for lateral transfers, and um, we made it uniform. Uh, there was a time when if you were in state, your academy was going to be a little bit shorter um, than if you were out of state. It might be a little bit longer, and that has a lot to do with DCGS and then, of course, our standards. Uh, what we decided to do is all lateral officers, regardless of whether they're from here in the state of Virginia or uh, anywhere else across the country, go through a 14-week training program with us. Um, so some of our um, potential applicants that might be in the state of Virginia that are already doing the job as a police officer, um, please don't uh, discount us because of the length of that academy. I know it seems a little long, um, but it benefits us, it benefits you, and it benefits our community. And this is why we have... Um, a very unique and special culture here in Chesterfield County in our police department, but also within our community. We have a great relationship with the members of our community. And so it is very important that we take that extra time and do things that aren't required by DCGS in order to make sure that our lateral transfer candidates candidates are learning the Chesterfield way of doing things. Our customer service standards, uh, which are very high, uh, we, we want to make sure that that is conveyed to uh, our lateral transfer recruits. Um, additionally, in my opinion, it really is a benefit to the lateral transfer themselves um, because they come into this environment and we don't want to put them in a situation where you have three weeks in a training academy or four weeks in a training academy and then you're just kind of thrust out in, into the field. Um, we want you to kind of adapt to our culture, um, get to know people in our agency because um, we think that, that that's going to help the transition a little bit um, and it's going to make it easier for you to get out there in FTO and just start doing the job and doing it to our expectations. Um, so it's a, it's a nice uh, transitional type academy and it gives you the opportunity to learn as much as you can um, and without being in that paramilitary uh, environment. Now, we are a paramilitary agency, so you still have that chain of command as a lateral transfer officer, uh, but but you're not standing in formation and um, having a uh, training officer in your face making right. you do push-ups and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're very friendly. And, to, to and you have a dedicated staff member who oversees your lateral program at your academy. Uh, that is correct. We have um, We consider it kind of a separate program from our basics. We have training officers that handle the basic recruit class, but then we have a training officer that handles the lateral um, officers as well as our police service aid academy. Um, so they, I guess, don't have any issues at all uh, with, you know, going from uh, yelling at the recruits in formation to then dealing with lateral because they, they don't do that. It's a totally separate academy. Um, so, you know, hopefully... Um, with Casey, hopefully he experienced, you know, a positive relationship with his training officer here in Chesterfield County. Now, one of the other changes that we've recently come out with in our department policies is the length of time that lateral officers have to remain in uniform operations before they can go to a specialized unit. Right. Um, I believe when Major Carpenter came, uh, we still had a system where it was three years for some, five years for others, mm -hmm two years or something else, it just depending on which specialized unit 
you go into. Now we've made that consistent with one year, right. um, which totally benefits the public and it totally benefits the department. Um, I think the thought is, and you all can speak about this, when people come to the table with skills and ability, we need to be able to use those skills and ability after their the employees offer probation. Any thoughts on that? So maybe exactly. you can talk about some of the, the, the uh, assignments that you have been through. Exactly. Um, that, that makes perfect sense, Ellie. Uh, when I first came to the department, uh, I had to wait four years before I could come out of patrol. Uh, and I was a vice narcotics detective. I worked on the state police task force. I worked with DEA. And that was your last? My previous, previous department. Okay. Exactly. So I sat on the road for four years and, and did patrol work. And, you know, when the time was right for me to apply for vice narcotics, I was able to do yeah. that and mm -hmm. did extremely well. But when you think about the talent that's coming to this agency yes. and the, the quality that can be transferred to these special units and provide the necessary services that need to go out to our mm -hmm. community, it only makes sense. I mean, really all you need is about a year yeah, to figure exactly. out the Chesterfield way of things mm -hmm. and then really transfer those skills into those specialty units where they can pretty much almost be turnkey yeah. and become operational and be an asset to the community. So, again, thinking about, you know, how is this program going to be effective and maximizing it and better serve the community exactly we're constantly tweaking yep, in those areas exactly. so from yep. four years to one years one year i think was a great a great move by the agency so you talked about some of your experiences in the um in your other agency yes now with chesterfield what was your experiences in coming up i know you went yes uh uniform operations for four years then i went to vice narcotics for three years worked on the state police task force I uh, was promoted to sergeant, transitioned from sergeant to uniform, uh, actually CID, mm -hmm. and I was a major case sergeant uh, for a couple of years there. Then I transferred to uniform operations as a sergeant. Then I was promoted to lieutenant. I went to uniform operations and worked the road as a lieutenant. And then I was promoted to captain and then worked as the administrative staff officer to the office of the chief. Uh, for several years and then transferred to Uniform Operations as a division commander. Mm -hmm. And then from that position, I uh, was promoted to major and was Uniform Operations Bureau commander and has have recently transferred to CID okay. almost four years ago now. And I'm the Investigations Bureau commander. So I say all that to say this, that, you know, I know as a pre-cert you have some reservations yes. about starting over, about, you know, venturing into some, some new territory. But the opportunities here are tremendous. Um, as you can see, they, I mean, we have over 23 specialty uh, areas that you can go into. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity for advancement is there, especially yeah. with your skill sets that you're bringing uh, to Chesterfield. And County. a young police department. Absolutely. We've got a, a pretty young police department. And Wells, when you were looking for departments, what made you hone in on Chesterfield? I know you said Officer Yance, but was there anything in particular? Was it a take home car, the pay? I mean, there's a number of officers. So I say this to all the pre-certs interested in possibly joining the Chesterfield team, um, be open-minded. Me personally, I didn't know. I heard Chesterfield County, and I thought country. That ain't it. All right, it, that ain't it. There's a lot of things that Chesterfield. I thought that too. There's a lot of things that Chesterfield do offer. Uh, one of the things I do like the take-home car, um, but uh, one thing that really stuck out, and I'm not just saying this to say it. I was on the um, social media and I saw Colonel Katz out doing DUI patrol. I'm like, what in the world? Like the chief of police out there doing police work? And I got so continue to scroll. And yeah, indeed he was. He's out there doing traffic stops. I was like, I got to work for that guy. So that was honestly the biggest uh, turning point because being the prior military in the Marines, I like someone that leads from the front 
And if the chief of police is doing that, that's someone I want to work for. Wow. So wow. that's awesome. honestly had, was the turning point. And of course, the detective Yance just intimidating me to join. <laughs> right. The Capitalist, I know with the lateral program, you, you've been in a unique position. I think you're the only person in the department that's been in this position that you were in a position at one point to hire laterals, mm -hmm. and now you're in a position of training laterals. Can you tell us a little bit about your career, what your career progression has been? Uh, sure. I, I did not come here as a lateral. I came here right out of college. Um, I'm not going to tell you what, what year that was. Can you um, tell us which college? Uh, Penn State. Penn State. Good uh, I did job. My, my undergrad at, at Penn State. And, uh, you know, one of the benefits I was able to take advantage here in Chesterfield County with the tuition uh, assistance program, I was able to also go back to school uh, through the University of Richmond and, and get a master's degree uh, a few years later while I was employed here. Um, but I started off in patrol like, like everyone, and um, I gained an interest in background investigation, so I put in for that position and, and was a detective and um, did, did that work for a couple years and got promoted to sergeant, was on the road for a couple years, and then got transferred to uh, our covert operations unit, um, did some surveillance work um, as a sergeant, got promoted to lieutenant, spent some time on the road again, uh, which you are kind of often doing. Um, every time you get promoted, you get that experience of, of working patrol at a different level. And went to training as a lieutenant, uh, got promoted to captain, and was over, as you said uh, earlier, Elliot, personnel and training was one division. I was over that uh, division for a while, and that is where I um, had the opportunity to, you know, hire actually, actually give job offers to to uh, both basic recruits and lateral transfers, and then um, I went back to the road for a little while, and then we separated the personnel and training division, and I'm, I'm back in training, and I've been here for about about two years. Wow. And if we had had that program, correct me if I'm wrong, you would have been a, a lateral transfer. I would have been, but. Yeah. It wasn't. We didn't, we didn't have. They didn't have it at the time, and because I actually I, recruited, we yeah. recruited. I recruited Elliot, um, twenty some years ago. We talked about it. They didn't have it, and I was like, I want to be there, yeah. so yeah. I'm all in. And we didn't have that. Program. You said you were in the Marines. What was your past history? Uh, in the Marine Corps, uh, or just the police and everything? Not just Marines up to today. Right out of high school, I joined uh, the Marines. Was did five years in the infantry, um, and then I figured, what am I gonna do with myself afterwards? I had to make that decision. I said, college, hmm, maybe, probably not. Um, work at a desk, no way. So I was like, why not? Why not jump to the uh, police force? I've always liked that protecting and serve. I know that's a typical <laughs> protect and serve, but right. uh, generally it, it's something new every day, and I, that's what I like about the job. Joined, I did that for five years. Joined Virginia Beach right out the get-go. Um, I was in the Norfolk process, but Virginia Beach hired me first, and I did two years with them on the patrol. And then uh, worked the DUI patrol for a while. And after my third year, I applied for a special union, which is called OCOP. If people don't know the OCOP, it's the uh, bike cops up and down the ocean front in the nighttime. Uh, mm, and nice. I tell you what, there's some police work to be done on the bikes. <laughs> if you're on a bike, there's some police work. And, uh, yes, we can stop you on a bike. Um, did that for almost two years. Went through the swap process twice. Um, and then the second time I was going through the swap process, I found out my wife got a new job. Um, she got the opportunity to move up to uh, Capital One as a project manager. And I said, you know what, I can be a cop anywhere. Just going to make sure I find the right home. And like I said, social media and seeing the chief do all this. And I was like, man, Chesterfield, you know, 
they're progressing. There's always new things. They're opening new ideas. Tattoo policies gone. Beards. And they got it right. I would say Chesterfield's <laughs> got it right. <laughs> I'm actually curious what's next. What else is going to new policy is going to change? But for pre-certs out there wanting to make a jump, I know cops don't like change, but change can be good. Oh, yeah. And so far for me, because I'm very straight edge, I like to keep it. I don't like change. I don't like going one way. I like to keep it on the pace. But Chesterfield's been good for that. And I, I commend all pre-certs interested that may, may hear this. Chesterfield's got it right. I'm telling you. Good. Thank you. Best promotion that we can get right there. Absolutely. Well, I, again, in talking about, I'm into the, the community and uh, and what we have going on in the community. I think everybody in here is part of that community now. And I think when people hear um, that we have lateral transfer from different departments and what you, the value that you bring to our police departments, I thank you. I, I think that's a great, great opportunity for the county and definitely for the police department. It is, and absolutely. I appreciate you all um, coming out and, and talking to us, um, getting on our, on our podcast. We haven't heard good things from you all, sending us texts and emails about the program and what we're doing. And uh, we're trying our best to get this information out to our citizens and let them know that we are transparent and we, we, we're definitely here for them. So, partner, I mean, it, it's a good thing. It's an absolutely good thing. We'd like to remind our listeners that if you're interested in being basic police recruits, pre-certified, either in-state or out-of-state, please go to ChesterfieldPD.com to apply. Listen out for our future podcast. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chesterfield County Police Department Podcast. This episode was written by Daryl Skinner, sound engineer Chris Rizzuti. We are the Chesterfield County Police Department representing Chesterfield County, Virginia. Check us out online at chesterfieldpd.com.